Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Red and Blue podcast. You know, we're back always, every couple weeks. Me and Olam, always back. Yep. You already know, here to give you some Premier League updates. Uh, It's been kind of boring, but we're here. Uh, just give you the latest, you know, every couple weeks. Plus, it's the mid-year. Yeah, so like, with the holiday fixtures and everything, uh, it kind of thinned out like I was expecting, but uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, I mean, we had, it's been, a, since our last podcast, we've had, I think, at least three fixtures, maybe four or five by no, teams. Yeah, it was a bunch over the break. Yeah, the but. thing about Christmas fixtures is they have, a, that's when Premier League games start to get more frequent. That, and even coming up soon, they're going to have games where they have two Premier League games in three days, so. Yep. That's going to be quite a challenge for these teams as they go in. And this is every team, not just like one or two. But, uh, I mean, the way the league is right now, it's for once it's not Man City in the first place. Yeah, Liverpool, man. Liverpool at 54 points, and they've only given up 10 goals all year. Scored 49. Uh, they're at 54 points. They're four points ahead of Man City, who's now in second place. But, I mean, Liverpool has been kind of having like a Man City-type first half like Man City did last year they've just been on all cylinders yeah and we're gonna talk about it later when we talk in the Man City I know everybody listening to podcast knows that I was saying before on our last podcast before the Christmas fixtures that it would thin out and uh, everybody would start to slow down uh well it happened for Man City a little in December and Graham will go more in depth with that but that being said Liverpool has really stayed strong they've won the games that they were supposed to they haven't lost really at all. Um, Their new signings are really coming in big, too. Yeah. Like Zerdan Shakiri, who we love oh my gosh, as a yeah. signing. Shakiri has been amazing. I think that was our favorite signing, collective signing of the offseason. No question. Was him go for like as cheap as he was. Yeah. He's really impacted their team a lot. Also, like Fabinho's really improved recently. Yeah. And you know a lot about him. He's Brazilian. He's amazing. And it's, I'm, you know, it's kind of bittersweet to see him being utilized so well at Liverpool. But Shakiri, man, has turned into the like, the go-to guy off the bench for them it's kind of crazy um but yeah before when we were doing our preview podcast in the summer we definitely loved that sign and Navi Keita came over and he's been good too yeah and Keita too so Allison's been good they really have fixed pretty much all of their problems then Van Dyke came over last year in the January window and he's been the anchor for them which is why they've only allowed 10 goals which is very un-Liverpool like of them and it's weird Uh, For me, because, again, at the beginning of the year, I said that they would slow down, they'd fall on their faces in typical Jurgen Klopp-style fashion. But they really, really just like Graham said, had a Man City-type first half of the season. Haven't really lost much. Uh, They dropped the game against City in a good game. Yeah, which uh, which I'll talk about. Which, again, we'll talk about. But other than that, they haven't really lost and have been looking amazing. So, I mean, at City at one point was seven points behind Liverpool, which is a big drop after City had had just almost as great of a start. So the fact that Liverpool kept that up and gained a seven-point lead at one point is impressive. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we we talked about it a little bit. Man City, my team, I actually got a really nice uh, Man City hoodie for <laughs> Christmas, which was nice. But uh, Man City played horribly yeah had a pretty ass december i was watching and i was just like oh my god like they're gonna fall into like third place which (laughs) they did for a minute actually they had to win their games to go ahead of tottenham yeah who's in third now which we'll talk about too but um i mean they beat they lost to chelsea which were like okay that's fine we chelsea's a good team then they beat hoffenheim got through their champions league stuff beat everton beat man beat leicester city in an efl game then they Lost to Crystal Palace, which was so weird. What? Like, Crystal <laughs> Palace is, like, really not that great this year. They're in 14th place in the table, which shows you just how bad City 
of a team City lost to. And let, then they lost to Leicester, and they had someone sent off for a red card. And then they beat Southampton, which was good. And then they finally beat Liverpool. Yeah. And really, and there was one part in the game where probably uh, Vincent Company probably should have, could have had a red card. I don't know if it was, but I'm also, I could be biased. <laughs> but I mean, he went after him with two, he, it looks like he might have gone after him, double cleated, but he didn't touch him. So it's hard to tell. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, Man City is definitely, needs to improve, but they have showed a little bit of improvement recently, but they have to get back on track and catch Liverpool. Cause uh, I'll go more into man city in, in a little bit when we finish up, but man city still has some problems that they need to fix. I don't know if they're going to do it in the transfer window and uh, second place. Like I, I've been saying all year, I don't think man city is just going to run away with this title. And even as it's as a fan that watched them score a hundred points last year, I don't, I just didn't think that was going to happen again. No one should. And that, clearly thins out the that makes the pack a lot closer to you and man city's still a good team but they gotta watch out people like you've said before kind of know what they do and if they're not healthy then that's a big problem right uh that's kind of the issue with man city right now is the fact that they're not really as healthy as they could be uh liverpool hasn't really been plagued with any injuries and i think that's helping them but I still stick to what I say. I do not think that they're going to keep up this pace. We kind of saw uh, Man City slip up a little bit, and I think it's only a matter of time until Liverpool slips up here just a little bit. With Champions League drawing down closer soon, um, they're, and they're, and them being a favorite, I think they're going to put a lot, of beg, uh, a lot of their uh, eggs into the Champions League basket. Uh, force uh, as to say so I that being said they slip maybe they slip up a little in Premier League and that's the maybe that's the chance that Man City gets to I wonder if Liverpool first, cares first more, about, more about Champions League or Premier League because they didn't win Premier League last year and they got to the final of the Champions League. well honestly I think if you have to ask them they're probably they'll probably wouldn't be able to choose they probably say they want to win both and I and honestly, I think that's probably how they're going to approach it. They're going to rest people when they need rest. But for the most part, they're probably just going to play their first team for most of those fixtures, as they should, being a favorite. Um, again, when you come to a big club, you know that this, this is what you come for, to play most of the year and to play in the big competition. That's why those teams look for such depth. That's why they look for the through. depth, and that's why they you prepare for this. So Liverpool should be ready, No, especially making the run they did last year. They knew that they were primed and ready, the signings they made to really make a run this year. But that being said, you know, no team is invincible. You're going to slip up somewhere. And I, I think for them, it would be better to slip up in in uh, in the league just because you have a little bit more buffer and Champions League, it's two legs and do or die at that point. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I really I really don't think Liverpool is going to keep up this pace, but they're in first and they've looked damn near unstoppable. So yeah. what am I to say? It's <laughs> true. Yeah, Liverpool will definitely continue to be there. And I mean, Tottenham's still there. Tottenham is sitting at 48 points, only six points out of first place and only two points behind City. But so, I mean, they've been holding serve all year. They have 46 goals scored, 21 allowed. I mean, they've been doing pretty well. They're still consistent. They still have a lot of great players and Christian Eriksen and Harry Kane and Toby Anderveld. I mean, they have all these great players and Ali. Yeah, Deli Ali. But they're still in third place because there's just so much talent in the league right now. And they have a big game this weekend against your team, Manchester United, which could really determine whether they stay in the top three or if they start falling more and really create a big race for third and fourth place in the Premier League. And also be the first big test for Man U, but I'll get into that later. Yeah. So, I mean, can, do you think Tottenham can stay within, like, 
six to eight points like in the title hunt throughout most of this year? Oh, it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. They have the talent. Um, and it's just one of those things where Tottenham has kind of perpetually the last couple seasons just been like third, fourth, second. Yeah, they always third. finish in the top four. It's always top four, but they never win. So it's like, I, it's definitely possible. It's not like we haven't seen this team with basically the same players. They would have to go on quite a run to catch six, cause six points for to try to get from Liverpool is quite difficult. But I think they can do it if given if they can just keep winning their games. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was saying, is that like we've seen this team do it before, so there's no reason why they can't. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see, because I mean, there's, they, while they are only two points at a second, they're only four points up on fourth, and even seven points on fifth. So there's, if they have any struggles during this stretch coming up, they I just could... think it'll be cool to see, like because Tottenham is one of those teams that's never really gotten there. And like we said, the past, like, few seasons they've just been perpetually kind of mediocre not bad but not really winning anything so maybe this is the year that they catch because again i still think liverpool is going to slip up and at that point in time you know tottenham's only two points behind man city maybe man city slips up too and tottenham you know comes out as the as the you know I don't, how do I put this? The the comeback the comeback kid. The, That'd be quite a story. Yeah, that nobody saw coming. It's definitely possible. So, and like like we said, this team is loaded with talent. So I don't think it would be that much of a stretch. They could definitely use some depth and transfer if they would act if their uh, owner would actually pay for some transfers. I mean, even without the depth, they're they've been doing pretty well, and they've been holding. I just mean certain. if they want a challenge for the Premier League. And and Champions League, they're still in Champions League too. Yeah, but I again, I think when you get to a certain level, you gotta kind of uh, level with where you're at. I don't know. Again, they're kind of a mid tier team always, so maybe they're just like, oh, we can do everything, and that's cool. But realistically, you're not gonna. You gotta make a if you if you don't pay for the depth, you gotta prioritize one league. You just have yeah. to. So. I think they, if I am Tottenham, I'm looking to win Premier League for fucking once because Champions League is just so much more loaded with talent. Um, and I don't really think there's just something about Tottenham. I think they're missing something. So it's like that's what I would meant by like the window of maybe trying to get one or two players. Maybe, maybe that, and maybe that's what it takes to push them over the edge. I don't know, but all I all I do know is that while it's close in the Premier League I would definitely just keep your foot on the gas keep playing your first team players similar to what Liverpool is going to have to do if they really want to prove themselves as a top team in Europe I say cuz they don't have the cushion that Man City did They don't have the cushion so you got to keep your foot on the gas and keep playing the first team players because as much as I as much as you want depth that depth isn't first team you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So your first team is going to play most of the minutes. Well, your hope is that you have like 15 or 16 guys that can play first team. Right. Like even guys that are bench guys could be first team guys. But even even that is a – even that is a – is a what, what do I say? Is a – that is a – that's something that hasn't really been in previous years the norm. Like it's just been – we're seeing this in, in Premier League and all the big teams now are willing to shell out, you know – Billion, millions, millions of dollars to get like 16 first team capable players. It didn't used to be like that. It used to be 13, 14 out max. You know what I'm saying? We're, it, we're, we're, it's only now that we're starting to see this trend. So it's, it's not that it's impossible. We've seen plenty of teams in the past go 13, 14 deep max. You just have to have the right conditioning. Yeah. And, and a lot of that's been from midfield town, which is where this next team, Chelsea, is really been thriving a lot this year. I mean, they have all that midfield talent and it's really been helping them 
with Eden Hazard and Alba Murata and Willian and all those guys there. Apparently, and apparently they're getting Christian Pulisic at, at the end of the year. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. But uh, Chelsea's fallen off after their hot start. I think they were in second at one point in the Premier League. And now they're in fourth place. They're at 44 points. They're only three points in front of Arsenal. And they're only six points ahead of sixth place Manchester United. So anything could happen. Because right now the top six and four through six are really a close race. And Chelsea seems like they've been struggling recently. So I don't know what's going to happen with them. I don't even know if they're going to finish top four. Yeah, no. I mean, it's again it's kind of those things where we got to kind of just wait and see because they haven't been playing good as of late, but they started the year off really good. So I don't think it's, you know, uh, I, I think it's kind of premature to just count them out um, this early. Obviously there's some man U is behind them. Arsenal has been, hasn't been looking bad. You know, they've been looking pretty good. No Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, they're not looking amazing. They're still letting in a decent amount of goals, but they're scoring goals too. So what can you do? So yeah, I don't, that was my thing about Arsenal. Scores a lot, gives up a lot. They're probably overachieving. So you can't really count out Chelsea. Uh, like I was saying, uh, uh, in Europe, I don't really think that, you know, it's one of those things where Chelsea is looking towards uh, Champions League or well, anything. they're not in Champions League. They're in Europa League. Yeah. Right, I, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're, it's one of those things where they're looking to uh, maximize Premier League this year. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to win the Europa League and be cool. If, I, if I'm Chelsea, so I so maybe yeah, United was in a similar situation a few years ago. Exactly, and what and we you know you you uh, prioritize Europa and you're fine. It doesn't matter. So hopefully that so that's probably what they're doing, and that's probably maybe why that's why we're seeing them kind of backtrack a little. Maybe they're taking their foot off the gas a little in Premier yeah. League just to focus on Europa again. Like I said, a lot of these teams that only go 13, 14 deep, and you don't have that top level well, talent. And Chelsea's a pretty deep team. Yeah, but it, it, they're still trying to figure it out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It started off well, but they're still trying to. They're still going through their kinks of the first coach and all that. Um, first year, yeah. first year coach and all that. So I, I still think you know, just prior, maybe they're trying to prioritize Europa, and that's why we're seeing this. So it's it you you can't count them out, but at the same time, we don't really know what's going on internally and what they're trying to do. Uh, but they're still they're still close. They're still top four. Yeah, I mean they're they're four points behind Tottenham, so that means that they're six points behind City. Yeah. So I guess anything's possible, but yeah, Chelsea has looked a lot. They're not as fun. To, they haven't been as fun to watch in recent weeks as they were when I was watching at the beginning of the year. Yeah, no. And they still have a lot of talented players, so I feel like they're they could definitely handle it. But it'll be interesting to see. We said Arsenal. Arsenal's in fifth. They score a lot of goals. They have, I believe, they have forty six goals, but they also give up, have given up thirty one. Yeah. Which is the most in the top? Which I was about to say is the most in the top six, but uh, we'll get to Manchester United, who started off trash. Yeah, so when you so, think about it like that, yeah, it's recently not, it's pretty yeah. bad. Recently, <laughs> it's been Arsenal, but uh, yeah, Arsenal scores a lot of goals. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang's leading the Premier League in goals. I think he has thirteen, so he's been playing really well. They have they have really good attacking talent. Like I I, I, I hate to interrupt, but just since we put this on Front Street, we've scored like sixteen goals in the last four <laughs> games. So if we're keeping it a buck, Arsenal's it's like five, but sure. Arsenal's much worse, I'm just saying. So like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Man U has been red hot <laughs> for the last like month, pretty much since they fired Mourinho. Uh Gunner's been awesome. Undefeated. And then Man U really has a chance to finish top four. And yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I I don't really have much to say about Man U because again, if you listen to the podcast, 
you knew I laid out the pass and we fired Mourinho and it was going to show what this team was made of. We were either going to rally and look better or we were going to be lights out. And that kind of confirms what I was saying in that we kind of quit on Mourinho. Uh, that being said, as a Man U fan, I'm happy we look good. Gunner really has gotten us playing Man U football again, attacking style football. And even our defense looks good, which is just mind boggling. So, you know, I'm happy for Man U. But that being said, our past like four or five fixtures have been against the bottom teams in the Premier League. Not, no real talent to speak of. Uh, it hasn't really been a challenge. That's not true. You beat Cardiff City, Huddersfield, Bournemouth, and Newcastle. I rest my case. And Reading. <laughs> so, that being, <laughs> so that being said, we haven't really, pl- we've been playing the bottom of the league. So it hasn't really been a test. So we've We've done what any top six team should do, which is beat the bottom of the and league. And you still have a pretty easy stretch coming up, too. I mean, you have- Well, look, before I, we get into that, it's yeah. just that being said, we haven't been tested. So this week coming up against Tottenham is really going to be the, the test. And in the bigger picture, even after the Tottenham game, we played Brighton, Burnley, Leicester, Fulham. And that's before our Champions League draw against PSG. So... We have a good amount of matches here to, even if we lose against Tottenham, to really gain some traction against the other uh, top six teams, uh, primarily uh, Chelsea and Arsenal. So, hey, if we keep doing what we're doing, which it looks like this team under Gunner can, uh, I don't think we're going to really have a problem getting top four. But that being said... I don't know how this team is going to look against the best competition in the Premier League, which is why this this week will be so interesting. Yeah. It'll be our first test and really our only test until PSG, but I think we all know how that's going to go. I mean, realistically, Man United probably could finish as high as third if they go off, but I mean, fourth place is very attainable at only six points. Third place gets to 10 points, and that's where it gets a little tricky just because you're so far behind. But uh, I mean, Manchester United could definitely set themselves from going from eighth at one point in the year to going fourth, and that's a pretty big jump. I mean, hey, Tottenham has 48 points right now. If we beat them and gain three points on them... Yeah, you're you're only down seven We're only down seven points. I'd say, if Manchester United went from eighth place to third, we were talking about before the podcast, I feel like you almost have to give Gunner the job. You almost have to. You almost have (laughs) to. It's kind of like the Browns when they had Greg Williams this year, and he just kept winning games. They're like, oh, God, we have to do something about it. Or even if you don't give him the, the job, you keep him on as something... Like, you have to at that point because that's, like, historic. So, you know, I'm happy that Man U is doing this. At the same time, I'm really pissed at people who are, who look amazing right now, like fucking uh, Pogba mainly, but Phil Jones, our whole defensive unit, Valencia is looking good, which is just, where were you? Where have you been? He's like, old. He's old, but he. But why do you look good now? Like it's just everyone He's saving his legs. Everyone maybe, but everyone looks reinvigorated, and it just kind of proves my point that I really do do think this team just kind of quit on Mourinho. But that being said, as a Man U fan, Mourinho's gone, and we look good. So if we can get the top four, that's the goal right now. So we just got to keep winning. And uh, there's, I, I wish there was more to say right now, but like I said, we haven't really faced anybody. So maybe so next podcast. Probably after the PSG game and the uh, Tottenham game, we'll have more of a sample size to see how this Gunner team does against the best competition in Europe. Uh, But right now, we're all just kind of guessing, and I think we're kind of riding the Mourinho high of him being gone. But once that wears off and we face really good teams, I don't know how we're going to do. And we'll see. So we really got to wait and see. So not much to to report on Man U as of yet, but we, we look good. Yeah, I mean, and they do have a tough Champions League fixture. They do play PSG. Yeah. So 
I it'll be interesting to see how they do there. Uh, Manchester City plays Schalke. They got another good draw, which is great. I mean, City's been doing good with that this year, but they they need to make up ground in that. And they also need to compete in Champions League. So if they are going to do anything, they better take care of Schalke pretty quickly because if not, I'm going to be pretty mad. Yeah. Because they struggled in the Champions League against Lyon and even against Hoffenheim in their games. They really just took care against Shakhtar Donetsk, which that's not saying much. They're not a great team compared to Man City. Right. So, I mean, if a mid-tier German team and a mid-tier French team are going to give you issues, we got to see what you can do against another mid-tier German team. Right, and especially with them struggling with injuries like we talked about, this is one of those times where your depth really comes into play. Yeah. So De Bruyne just came back. He just so, came back. So it's like – And so did Fernandinho. Yeah. And you, Danilo. Like we had three players who literally just came back the last like two games. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out in Champions League uh, because you always want your first team guys playing, and if they're injured, could pose a problem. De Bruyne played again in the game today, and they won 7 nothing. Yeah, but that was Like he didn't need to play that game. I'm like, why yeah. are you playing him in this game? They're like, oh, just get him – in shape, it's like he, he doesn't need to play this fourth tier English team. Yeah, it was like the Man City just wiped the floor with them, which we expected. Yeah, I was about to say everyone has been destroying their FA Cup competition, like Tottenham, except for Leicester City. Yeah, but <laughs> it's Leicester. Yeah. But Tottenham won seven zero two. Like, the, yeah, FA Cup is trash. We all know until this. like the quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah, FA Cup ancient. So that being said, you know, shout shout you know shout out to uh, Man U because I really love what they're doing and. Man, if we could get top four, you you kind of I don't know, man. You kind of got to give Kevin kind of a job. You kind of got to. It's just it's interesting to see how they've just played better and just in terms of how they were more aggressive. I mean, they've they've been scoring goals really well, and all the player all the world class players finally seem to be showing some talent. Yeah, it's crazy. Even Rashford, your boy, has looked like a, a finally looked like a number ten. Under I love Gunner. Marcus Rashford. I know, and he's finally looked like a ten under Gunner, and it's like crazy. And then City had Phil Foden play this past week. Or this past game, he scored a goal, his first goal at the Etihad. Yeah, we actually started a couple of our uh, younger guys in the Reading game too, and it was it was cool to see because yeah, I, I don't really know a lot of our academy guys, so it's cool to see them. Yeah, both teams have good academy guys that are coming out. You have like a big center back coming out. We have, we have a lot, and of like guys some midfielders yeah. like Chong. Yeah, like he's really good. We and got then, that attack, that striker dude. Um, who I keep seeing pictures of. I keep fucking forgetting his name. Man City um, has long afro. You'll probably see him if you're. Man, Man City has Phil Foden, but they also just sold Brahim Diaz, who was one of their other young guys. But they kind of had to, which is the amount of options they have at those positions. But Phil Foden's going to be here for a while, and he's been really good whenever he's played, despite the fact that he has a bunch of competition. But uh, yeah, I mean, both Manchester teams are in position to have pretty successful. Uh, stretches coming up. I mean, they both have their Champions League fixtures, and they both have some games coming up. Man City just played Liverpool, so now they really have an easier schedule. They have the Wolves for Premier League, then Huddersfield, then Newcastle before they play Arsenal and Chelsea back-to-back. But uh, that's a little bit more off. That's more... Actually, uh, that's in early February, so it's in like a month. But uh, I think both teams can handle themselves pretty well this next month. Next couple weeks, at least, and be able yeah, to stay be, in the race. Uh, it's a little bit of a shorter podcast day, but it's just we wanted to give you guys an update on the league and like the table. So, first place Liverpool, second place Manchester City, third place Tottenham, fourth place Chelsea, fifth place Arsenal, and sixth place Manchester United. But it's a pretty close thing from three through six, and it could really very well be a very interesting next couple weeks, especially if teams drop points. So, yep. 
uh, should be good. Should be more of the same. It's going to be, uh, you know, these next couple weeks, going to get a lot of games. So it'll be interesting. And, uh, you know, we'll pop back in if something interesting happens. Same as usual. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll be back in a couple weeks. But, I mean, uh, we always have Olam at the end. Let us know where we have to go for everything. Social media. Yeah. So just make sure that you guys check out Tree City Records. Uh, we have, like fucking 10 singles coming like yeah. it's crazy we've been I've heard a lot of it it's been good music we've been recording like crazy so everybody just join the street team on treecityrecords.com <laughs> you get updates on music podcast red and blue tree city sports uh everything that happens at tree city records you'll get updates if you join the tree city street team at treecityrecords.com and definitely 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 stay plugged into soundcloud because we're about to have a shit ton of new music dropping ozzy is about to drop what determination sounds like two is about to drop We've got a couple singles from that coming jeff has a couple singles rob got singles I'm about to drop part three, and I got my tape coming soon. Yes, y'all heard that right. My tape is coming soon, first quarter this year. But you know you're going to get all the first first announcements on here, so don't worry about that. Uh, so yeah, just join the street team and stay updated on Tree City Records. We appreciate all the listeners. We really do. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. I think we have an interesting couple of weeks, but until then, we'll catch you guys later. Peace.